Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Got it! Crowd cheers. Here's Siddle. He's got it! everyone and welcome to another episode of Two Slips in a Gully. I'm joined by the other Aaron tonight. How are you, Aaron? I'm well, thank you, everybody. How's going? Pretty good. Uh, no Glenn this week, but we've had our he's, our guest has come back. Craig, welcome back. Couldn't keep you away. No, yes. thank you very much for the invite. Oh, we didn't scare him off. That was amazing. Yeah, that was it. No, no, no scaring off here. Yeah. No, no, great to be here and yeah, happy to uh, chat anything cricket with you boys. Yeah. It's always good. That we're always good for a cricket chat. Uh, so we've got a couple of things, obviously, to talk about. Some uh, major news, obviously, is going to be what happened in the second test of the Border Gavaskar Trophy. Uh, obviously, we're going to spend a, a great bit of time on that. And we've also got some more news coming out about the Major League Cricket that will be starting this July, yep. um, which very, is obviously... Very exciting, people's. Uh, it's something that I've been uh, harping on about for quite a while. So there's some news that's broken about that and, and it ties into Australia. So we'll uh, we'll dig into all that coming up right after this. He's got him! Knocked him over! The pressure was too much! Before we get into all of the horrible things we did talk about between the Border Gavaskar Trophy, I'm just going to talk about uh, the... Uh, What's happening with the Major League Cricket announcement? So Cricket New South Wales has gotten on uh, on board and they're having a partnership directly with one of the um, MLC franchises, yeah. the Washington team. Oh, was so, Washington, was it? Yeah, Washington is the one that they're affiliated with, but opening yeah. them the door, obviously, for a much closer-knit yeah. relationship between Australia and America in, in terms of terms of the cricket. So as far as that uh, would have seen at the moment, so strength of the ties, there's obviously going to be some collaboration with the the coaching. So, you know, obviously Australian coaches will get involved because cricket in America is still a relatively inexperienced, um, you know, animal at the top level. So they'd be, you know, we're looking to get some like high end, some coaching, uh, looking to bring some American players over potentially for spots in um, Sydney grade cricket. 
which mm-hmm. would be good for their fast tracking their development. That'd be huge. And I mean, that that's the sort of thing that if they're smart in the future, that's the, the, the type of partnerships that they need to build. Yeah, they, they and, really do. You, I mean, you think about it. Imagine like every Sheffield Shield team had a brought a couple of these guys out and sent a couple of their guys over to play in the leagues. That can only be a good thing for both for both teams. And the other thing too is that it's an exchange program for coaches to go between um, the men's and women's big bash and obviously the minor league and major league cricket system. So yeah. um, you get American coaches involved in those in those franchises coming out to spend some time in you know. Well, what is probably the or at the moment until we see what the uh, WPL offers. The WBBL is the premier women's yeah. cricket yeah. that they can get involved with. So that that'd be amazing for some of their women's team coaches. Yeah. And then the BBL is for all of you know all of the the, the shit we give it is is yeah. still a very good. It's still yeah. a very good franchise. It's still run very well. There's yeah. some um, quite a lot of very smart people involved. I mean, Ricky Ponting is one of the most sought after. Um, T20 Minds in the world, he's in charge of that. You know, Darren Lehman's been in charge of Australia. Jason Gillespie's been talked up as being yeah. um, you know, someone Australian who should coach. be the Australian coach. Justin yeah. Langer coached um, the, yeah. the Scorchers for quite a while, and yeah. he's obviously gone on to, to bigger and better things and is a, well, is a respected coach. So the, there's obviously a lot, of, there's a lot of knowledge to be shared there. So I think it's, it, it's, it's great. And then obviously the big news out of that is that um, it gives an avenue for Steve Smith, who has maintained that you know he he does have a soft spot for the United States. He has a residence in New York. He got engaged to his um, his he partner has in New a York. residence in New York. Really? Yeah. Um, and I as did to, not know that. And uh, he's very excited about the uh, the potential for cricket in the United States, and obviously wants to see it do well. And has talked about. Potentially, you know, playing the dwindling twilight years of his career and being able to play over in the United States. So, well, I don't know about you or you, Townie, but I think that'd be absolutely fantastic thing to happen. Yeah, absolutely, and you know, a big name is what they need. Um, yes. So obviously, with um, Smudge aligning himself with, uh, you know, America and the and the major league over there is very good. Um, I tell you what, if you're a thirteen or fourteen year old kid in New South Wales. It's not a bad sort of a little pathway to um, make a bit of cash and be thinking down the track, well, this is just another way that I can go and uh, to make a name for myself and, you know, to you know to build a bit of a profile and go over there and, you know. And, and especially considering there's going to be a lot of Indian money yeah. in that yeah. system oh, as yeah. well, which then ties into. I think into... that's really what, what they're trying to aim at because there is a big um, South Asian population in the States. We're talking like millions of people, and a lot of them are very wealthy. A yes. lot of them are very successful. They've come to America, lived their dream, and I've got no doubt that there will be more rather than less with this major league cricket. You just have the feeling about it that, that it's been well planned, and they've got a very clear strategy about how they want to go with this. Well, like they've submitted big plans to the uh, to the ICC for the development of um, American cricket, and obviously the ICC has gotten on board. They're putting in um, the, the next T20 World Cup will be shared between the West Indies and America. Yeah. And, and like I said, with all this Indian money involved, the Indian money is tied into obviously the IPL, which yeah. is then also tied into the. Um, the UAE and, and the South uh, African one. Yeah. So for a young, you know, a young New South Wales, and I believe Victoria is on the fast track to do something diff- something yeah. similar with another and franchise. It's a win-win situation for everybody. You need to obviously 
it's going to be a learning curve when you first start doing it, but why wouldn't you want to be involved? Yeah, could why you imagine you someone like that Campbell Calloway from Victoria, who's a, a young, upcoming Australian, yeah. getting a little bit of a taste for Big Bash cricket, yeah. you know, then goes and, you know, with this partnership, might go and land himself a, a spot on a, a major league cricket team, puts himself right in the eyes, then to be picked up by whoever, whoever yeah. um, you know, can really help fast-track the careers of some young Aussies. And the great thing about it, I saw some negativity uh, on when it was released on Fox Sports around you know, players being too uh, money-hungry and the T20 franchise ruining all this. The thing we've got to remember is this is going to be, it should be at the moment, situated late July. It'll probably grow a little bit bigger and you might say mid-July or it might go into a little bit into August. But the only thing that's ever going to interrupt for Australian cricket is an Ashes tour. And Australia just simply won't sign NOCs for mm. an Ashes tour. And no player is going to go and turn down. Like, at the moment, it, it's a long way before it gets to IPL level. Mm. So no one's going to turn down what is going to be a, a fledgling T20 franchise and pass up the opportunity to go and play England in England for the Ashes, which only happens, what, once every four, four years. Four years. Four years. Yeah. So this whole big, the sky is falling. We're now losing all our players to this. You know, it's, it's just a myth. There's no other tour that we go on in July that would correspond. We don't do India. We don't do Pakistan. We don't do Sri Lanka. We don't do no, the West Indies. Because it's winter over there. Nothing is affected except England. And just the, the majesty and the, like, everything that goes along with an Ashes tour, not to mention that Australia will not release, you know, your Pat Cummins's. They'll, they won't sign the NOCs, the non-objection clauses, so yeah. they can't go. Yeah. <laughs> like it's it's not a big deal. Oh, look, no. it's very unlike the media to um, you know engage in a bit of fear factor for anything new, isn't it? So <laughs> you know, and, I think and you've got to give it its chance, get it off the ground. You know, as as Aaron said, look, it's going to take a little while for it to get some legs, yeah. um, but with investment with these pathways that they're obviously building, and smartly, you know, yeah. you, you're going to go to your really strong nations of cricket, um, get those pathways set up, and then, you know, right. in it's all about leveraging years. knowledge. It's a really yeah. smart absolutely. way of doing it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I've, I, I just see that there's a potential in the American market now. I think they work out, I'm not sure, you probably might have noticed statistics a bit better than me, as, but um, a bit roughly 0.4% of all the college athletes who come through their systems, make it to the big time. So you've got a whole range of athletes there who, if you present them with a different pathway, they've already got certain skills that will translate very well. I've said it for the ages. Softballers, baseballers, man. The the American, Mm. I mean, it, it might not necessarily be the most fair system to the athlete. There's a lot of... Because you know athletes can't get a paycheck when they're yeah. in in the NCAA, yeah. um, so they're on show. And the NCAA earns so much money from oh, collegiate football and collegiate basketball, man. and so you've got all these like basically ready-made celebrities playing for free. So it's not necessarily the, the it's borderline exploitation. Yeah. I mean, oh. most of them are getting a free college yeah. um, education, education, but if they blow their knee out and it costs them. Playing professionally, there's no, there's, they don't have any actual physical money for that. Yeah. But that being said, the the network that the NCAA offers is perfect for the streamlining yeah. of young, uh, talented athletes into professionals. Yeah. 
Um, it just it covers all across America. You get. Do you imagine if 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 cricket really starts to fire? And I've, I'm sure I've said this before. If cricket starts to fire in the United States, and you suddenly all all of a sudden have an NCAA cricket competition where they're just scouring the countryside. And admittedly, at first it'll be all the people that didn't make their first team for collegiate baseball. baseball. Yeah. Um, you know, or they'll go out to places like India or Pakistan or the Caribbean and places like that. And the go, Caribbean, I see, being uh, It could really be, if, if it takes right off, America could be the just the absolute, like, just nail in the coffin for West Indies cricket because if it takes off and they realise there's money in it and then all of a sudden you've got colleges trying to put together cricket teams and they'll... They, They'll go out to the Caribbean and they'll right. go and give them here. This is a $100,000 education. We're going to give it to you for free. Yep. You stick with us for four years and you'll be ready-made to go and play professional cricket. Um, and then with, you know, the major league cricket system's also got ties into the UAE, to the South African one, to the IPL. And they're just going to see dollar signs dollar signs and um, yeah, it's just... It's a juggernaut for developing sportsmen. I mean, as I said, not many of them make it to go pro, but the amount of pro-ready players, like there there are far more athletes that come out of college that are able to be pros, but there's just not enough spots. That's that's the issue. That's why why the basketball leagues all around the world are full of Americans, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be really interested to see what this does to baseball As as a whole product. Whether, you know, let's just say five, ten years down the track, whether or not the baseball hierarchies go, wow, this is really taking away from what we've, you know, had a hundred years to develop, we need to change the way we look at baseball. I I wouldn't think that there would be a, yeah, you're probably looking, I think, ten years minimum. That's ten years of like everything going right because it's right. just that's right because America baseball is America's game and yeah. just America has got this very there's a lot of anti British sport like no one plays really cares about rugby, rugby no one really yeah. cares about cricket because they're they're British sports we don't deal with that we play our own sports because yeah. we're Americans so yeah. we don't we don't race cars that go left and right we do American things American that just go left <laughs> um, so yeah. I think it would take quite a lot. To, to chip away at that. But if, you know, money talks and if you start getting players going through this, the the, made, the minor league cricket into the major league cricket, then having a really good, you know, America yeah. starts making some headway in World Cups and then you might start getting American players picked up to play um, in leagues around the world earning yeah. some dollars and then you're sitting there going, then it won't take a few too many because a really good example actually is... Um, what the Australian Basketball League has on offer, they call it the Next Stars Program, which is a $500,000 a year contract for um, high school graduates. And they can go, because you can't go from high school to the NBA. So a lot of them come out and play. It's a one-year plus one-year option to play for money in a men's competitive league yeah. over in Australia. So it's yeah, it's, it's a you know, it's not exactly around the corner, but everyone speaks English. You know, a lot of the stuff here is all the same. You know, it's got you know pretty good weather. It's all very sort of similar. And players that were very much expected to be going and playing in Division One colleges all of a sudden have this other option. And there were some prominent names that have come and went, no, I'm not going to go to college. I'm going to go and do this. I mean, it's it hasn't taken it by storm, but it's certainly 
it's sort of it's shifted the needle yeah. a little bit. Yep. Um, and that's I think what cricket's just got to do. Just keep it. Don't look for big giant gains straight away because it no. just simply won't happen. The culture's not there. Yeah. yeah, we need to not get caught up in the American habit of hoopla. Okay, where everything's got to be the biggest and the best, and it's yep. like bang bang and all the flashy lights and everything. It's got to. It's got to find its own way. Yeah. yeah. Small, sustainable growth yeah. until you can, like, look at Major League Soccer. Major League Soccer was Ma- nothing actually, in the United States yeah. for ages, and they were a, a hair's breadth away from signing Lionel Messi to go yeah, and yeah. play for one of, I think it was the Miami one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, and, like, they had the money. It wasn't, a, yeah. it, it wasn't a matter of money. I just think it was that Messi decided to stay for, it was a PSG yeah, in France. Yeah. Yeah. But, they had they had the dollars, the dollars to attract him over there. That wasn't a case of, oh, no, I'm not playing for, for no money. Like We only have is... to look at the list of guys who've gone over there, and some of them still quite at the peak of their powers. Like We're talking about like Thierry Henry and Frank Ribéry and, and guys like that who were World Cup winners, man, yeah. who went over to America because they had the money and if they to, can, to, to buy them. If they can get cricket to go on that sort of trajectory, it might take a little while. You're talking, what I don't know what the, the MLS is up to, but it'd have to have been going for, what, 15 yeah, years and, or so? Yeah, and it's continually it's expanded as far as it can go at the moment, I think. I'm a bit of a, a American soccer person. Um, I think they're up to 24 franchises now. That's and massive. They, and That's they play. Massive. They started off with 12. What's the What's the, the EPL? Average, EPL would be. A, EPL's got um. EPL's 20. 20 teams. Yeah. So that, but it's the absolute elite. Yeah, that's what I mean. But there's 20 teams in the EPL, which is England. Yeah. Where it's from. Yeah, but it's like managed... 60 million people in England and, and 350 million people in America. But it's not what a sport the... that it like. No, but what they've done is they've. The marketing and strategy when they've re when they've rebuilt the MLS because it was a disaster for a long time. It had been a bit of a joke. When Beckham come, people started to take notice, Notice. and that and that coincided with a restructure of the whole thing. And they made sure that their franchises were sustainable. They made sure they had the money to have a stadium. You've got to have a stadium. To be an MLS team, no, like hiring it off the off the city or anything. You own it. It's part of your asset base. Yeah. For the for the things and how they've done it has been extremely smart. And they've got the big names and they've marketed them brilliantly. And they've got people who've had wide appeal. Like David Beckham appeals to everybody. So and the thing is, so cricket is very much. It's, a, it's obviously a team sport, but there is so much individuality in cricket. I mean, yeah. when you're out there batting, you're on your own. Oh, yes. And you, you know, if you're bowling a fierce spell, you're on your own. Like, you need your teammates to succeed in cricket, absolutely no doubt. But, you you know, that how many times we, we revere the players that stand up and play that amazing knock where they hold the side together, like Brian Lara, like yeah. side crumbling around him and he's yeah. out there just making everything look easy. easy yeah. Or Glenn McGrath on his own at the, you know, at the nursery and just ripping through people. Nobody does individualistic um, marketing Better like the man. United no. States. Yeah, 100%. You, you, watch, you watch any... Uh, NBA advertising, it's always LeBron takes on yes. Kyrie. Yeah, or takes on Steph or takes yeah, on yeah. or takes on Russell if or you, whoever it happens can, to if be. If you can get some yeah. you get some folk heroes in that and then the, the the American market gets behind it. Like for example, I get a Coley, you won't get him, but just for example, someone of that sort of stature and they can they will market oh, yeah. the individuals and so well the, over the there. The Indian people in America will 
turn out in droves Absolutely. for something like that. Yeah. Because, because they're all cricket mad. That's the whole thing. I mean, cricket is part of their religion yeah. in India. We all know that. So they take that with them wherever, wherever they go. Yeah. They don't care. They still watch the cricket. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah, like, I mean, American football and being a bit of a football nuffy, getting off track, but you just see how well their national side went at the World Cup. Yeah. Um, they went extremely well and, and were very, very feared in their group. Yeah. Very unlucky not to get through either. Yeah. So you you now, over that 15 years or 20 years that they've had the MLS in, yeah. they've been able to have that, um, you know, that real benchmark now they've been able to build upon that, and now they've got a really world-class football team. They've got a lot of players playing over in England and all yep. through, I mean, even in Germany. A lot of them go to Germany because, obviously, there's a lot of links between Germany and the United States. Yes. And, you know, like guys like, um, oh, what's his name? I can't think of it. Just on the top of my head. But he's an American guy. He's a defender. He plays for, for Borussia Dortmund, and he's like... An absolute. Well, I know Christian Pulisic. Like, yeah, well, he plays. He for plays, plays for Chelsea. So, yeah. um, you know, he's a huge name. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, he's, he want to be for fifty million a year. Yeah. That's what he's on. Hey, yeah, it's insane. But yeah, that's, that's not like that can happen with cricket. Yeah. Absolutely can. And and you know, if if they're willing to keep investing and and again, and the great thing about cricket is there's a there's a global market. Hundred percent, and and yeah. India will absorb all things cricket. You know, there's a market in Australia, there's a market in England. You can yeah. you can make a global market work, and yeah, mm-hmm. there's. I've I've been on this. I think it was episode nine or episode ten is when I first <laughs> sort of brought this up on the podcast about how we should be targeting the United States as a growth area for cricket, and I think it's really pragmatic from the the state boards and New South Wales has got their foot in the door early and from what I've read Cricket Victoria might be in that same sort of channel approaching a team and I just think I think it's great it's a great opportunity for young cricketers coming through I, I don't see a downside because the only thing you'll ever interact with will be an Ashes tour so once every four years Steve Smith's already said that this is not available for the first he knows he's not available for the first one despite all of his aspirations to play cricket in America he knows that the inaugural one is out for because the Ashes are on. So it's yeah. it's a it's a moot point. It's not going to yeah. happen. We're not going to all of a sudden have Cummins and Hazelwood and, no. and Smith go and have them playing Big Bash over in the States. They're yeah. going to be there for it. And, I just, it's, and it's an incredible opportunity to be good neighbours because that's one thing that we weren't during COVID and arguably before COVID we weren't. We weren't good neighbours. No. We didn't look after the little guys. We didn't really help out. I mean, we were livid just earlier this year when we – Basically, told Zimbabwe to get stuffed. We're not going to look after you. What an absolute joke! So it's mm. a good way of paying it forward and actually helping some. You know, you know obviously it'll help ourselves, but at the very least, we're, we're out there doing a good thing, we're helping fast track the development of a of a fledging cricket country. And I think that's yeah. it's great. Yeah. I think it's clearly the way to go. And cricket until we get our foot in the door in the American market and start playing good quality cricket and bringing those people through then we can't really be considered to be a totally global game. Yes, we've got a, 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 lot, a lot of reach, but until you conquer the big market, until we get our foot in the door there, it's hard to boast that we're a truly global game. Yeah, yeah, agree. Cool. All right. Well, uh, we'll move on from there to a topic that's much less happy for me, which will be uh, the second test of the Border Gavaskar Trophy. So that's coming up right after this. 
powerful, beautifully bowled. Well, if I thought the first test was painful, I don't know what adjective to use for the second one. Um, Excruciating comes to mind. Yeah, just other words for lots and lots of pain. It just, honestly, in the the whole time, I've been watching cricket pretty religiously since I was about seven or eight. Every, every summer would be parked in front of the TV watching test cricket, one-day cricket. Used to love the, the tri-series stuff because I got to see heaps of other teams play. But basically eight was there watching pretty much non-stop when I could cricket. That is the worst day I've ever seen the Australian cricket team have by a country mile. Because it's all of their own doing. And it's all like it was set up. It was set up for us to have such a good day. Like we've done so much work to get us into that position, and just with the inept meekness of how we just threw it all away in in the space of an hour and a half. I couldn't even make a session. I, I couldn't believe it, man. I'm at work. I'm and like I kept getting the beep from the group chats, and I'm going, "What's going on here?" You know, and then I looked at the score. And they were like six for 58 or something. Was, what? The game's only just started today. It was like half past three. In the Nine for 48 we lost in, ah. the, in the morning session. Um, and the only two people, the only two people that can sort of walk off and go, <laughs> well, what do you do, is Travis Head and Pete Hanscom. We owe Travis Head quite a, a, a bit of humble humbleness on the upper half because we didn't think he could succeed in spinning conditions. He clearly can succeed in spinning conditions. It's just going to be him tweaking a couple of little things, but he scared India on that second day. Man. Yeah. They were, you could see it in Rowett. You could see it in Coley. They were worried about Travis Head, man. Well, we go back to the beginning uh, and we'll talk about it. So it started off, again, Cummins winning the toss, batting first, a wicket that was very dry and dusty and obviously Indian conditions turned very early. Um, Warner hung around for a while but getting roughed up by literally everyone that bowled the ball to him. God, he's rubbish now. Um, Kawaja played incredibly well. Um, Kawaja was... Deserved again, 100. Yeah, Kawaja yeah, again was, was very, very good. Um and I, it's a point we'll talk about later on when we get to the second innings, but I thought um, bounce between playing straight and playing the sweep shot very well. Yes. Um, uh, we were looking like we were really, really ahead of the game in that first session. We were one for 90-odd. Uh, Kawaja and, and um, Labashain yeah. had been doing a really good job. Uh, and then we lost Labashain and Smith in... Three balls, three balls, three balls and yeah. all of a sudden we were then 90 for three, and it's like, oh, my God. Kawaja nearly got was just reviewed an LBW. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we would have been 90-odd for four heading into lunch, and it was just sort of like, oh, here they go. The wheels are falling off again. But um, they held it together. Um, Head, I thought, played, played well in that first innings. He yeah. looked tentative but not fragile. Against yeah, spin. that's actually a good point. I mean, look, he's, he's never going to be the royal deal against spin, I don't think. It's just not in his game. But what he did show is that if you're going to 
he had some intent. He had a plan guys. too. His plan, yes. especially to Ashwin, was to play with the spin yeah. and just back his strengths. He didn't try and re- like reinvent himself and play sweep shots. Yeah. I mean, he got out to a really loose, soft dismissal to to Shammy where he but having big said thick that, outside edge to the slip. He's been hitting that for four all year. But yeah, you, you got to cop that if you're going to have expect Travis Head to go out and be this this battering ram that. Um, that changes the momentum of the game in the middle order. You've got to be prepared to cop that sometimes when he's playing with that sort of, you know, that sort of freedom that he's going to get a few loose ones. So while it was a loose, poor dismissal, it's just one that you're going to cop because that's, that's you know, we loved him when he was doing it and he was getting 100 off 80 balls against England and sometimes it just doesn't come off. So um, Hanscom is... Was the uh, the other part of the, the first innings that made it so well? What seventy two not out, um, and played a, a way that you would hope that his teammates would have been able to emulate. He was prepared to use his feet to defend. He was either getting right back or he was getting right forward. He wasn't getting caught on the crease, and he wasn't playing sweep shots. Yeah, using the cut very well, using the glance very well. Off the back foot, he was excellent. He he hit a couple of fours off to Deja, off balls that really weren't that short, and he just dealt with them beautifully. Yeah, Um, Um, booked himself for the rest of the series. If anyone thinks otherwise, then they're just kidding themselves. Hmm. Uh, Having said that, the Australian selectors. (laughs) Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. Enough said. Uh, Cummins came out and proved that he does know which end of the, the bat to hold. Ground out for, was it 30-odd? 30-odd, and yeah. hit three sixes and played very well. Yeah. And that's why it's even more frustrating what went on the next innings. Uh, I think, well, just on that, he, he, the sixes he hit were slog sweeps. Well, I've no issue with him playing the sweep shot necessarily. It's a shot that he used in the first innings to get out of trouble when he was being bogged down. But... It's the shot. It's the shot selection. I mean, you just watched half the team get out to sweep because the ball won't bounce, and then you go out there first ball. You've just had you who was just out. That would have been Hanscom. Just got nicked yeah, off. He nicked off. Yeah. Um, you just come out, walked out, and then he's just gone. Well, I'm just going to start sweeping. Like no, like at least he had the decency to hang around and face a few balls and be bogged down before going. You know what? I'm just going to get out doing this. I'm just going to try and put some pressure back onto onto Jadeja before he hit that six. This was just, I'm just doing it from the get-go because mm. why not? Mm. That was what was frustrating most about, um, yeah. And, and as um, Hayden was saying all through the commentary, the ball's not bouncing. If you miss, you're, you're getting out. out. Yeah. If, it hit, you, if you miss, it's hitting the stumps or your pads and you're just shot. Like the umpires are giving you. There is, you've got to then start sweeping on line and yeah. they're not giving you the line that you can sweep. Um, so we managed to grind ourselves to 263. I was saying in my little YouTube videos that I've been doing at the end of the day, it was a, it was a mixed bag. Yeah. If you said to Cummins, um, we're going to give you 263 runs, he would have looked at all out for 90 the game four and went, all right, give it to me. We'll take it. But there are points in that first day where Australia looked like they could have got a lot more. Uh, we didn't lose um, Labuschagne and Smith in and over. If Kawaja didn't get out for the 80s and had managed to hang around, because Hanscom and, and Kawaja were looking set. Yeah. Like, they looked like they could have batted and batted and batted and really put on a big score. So it was one of those days that was like, yep, we'll take that. But it could have been so much more. Yeah. And then same with day two. Had a bit of scoreboard pressure. We were rolling. Lion, who I was just tearing shreds off, 
um, all week, finally got his line right, finally got his field right, was putting pressure on, took, what, four far, I think, before yeah, anyone yeah, else managed to chip in. Four for ten. We had them seven for 140 before Ashwin and Akshar Patel came in and had a phenomenal 100-run-plus partnership and managed to drag them all the way to a run a, a one-run deficit. And then in the second innings, we came out. Uh, we lost uh, Kawaja pretty early to a really loose reverse sweep. But uh, Travis Head was doing Travis Head things. They finally brought him to the top of the order, like I've been saying all year, um, and played great. He played Ashwin through the covers. Um, he hit Shammy. Whenever Shammy dropped it short, he hit him over mid-wicket. He was just playing normal Travis Head things. And we finished the day one for 63. And at the end of the day, if you said to Australia, you'll have nine wickets in hand and a 60-run lead, Cummins would have said, cool, we'll have the day off. Let's take that. We'll come back tomorrow for day three. But, again, it was another day that, it, you know, four for 60 and seven for 140 could have looked so much different if a few things just went the Aussies' way. So it's just a, a real credit to India that every time that we've poked our nose out and went, yes, it's our time, they've gone, no, it's not. We were not. We were one for 90 as well. Yeah. So, so it's not as if, you know, we... we We'd lost our way that first half an hour, and we were scoring at four point seven five. Yep, Kawaja got off to a fantastic. Kawaja was playing well. Lavashane played straight, played, and, and to be fair, Manus got a, an absolute jaffer. Oh yeah, that second dig. He, he he even got batter on it. I oh. couldn't believe he towed that ball. Oh, and look, and Smith, what he just saw, Smith was the jaffer as well. Like he's just watched that thing turn sideways on Marnus and come back in at him, and then um, Ashwin's come out and given him the one that doesn't turn. That he's he's like on that line. I've got to play. This. I have to play this. It's going to spin back through the gate, and then it just didn't. And then snicks the edge on the way through. So it's a great bit of mental war games there between knowing that Smith and Labashane play the same way and Smith's obviously going to be coming out, seeing that dismissal and going, well, if it pitches anywhere sort of near middle, I have to play at this thing and then just drifting it across him. So it's just – in that first innings, I think not, Warner's was not great, but everyone else sort of ish did their job. There wasn't too much to go, you Muppets about. It was just India, like whenever we just – poke her nose out, smack it back down. And they just obviously a quality team and quality bowling. You did you like a I I mean we're gonna we're gonna go to town in a minute about Australia, but I think credit has to go to India. Um and the way that they bowl, they bowl very straight. They bowl you know, it's either hitting the stumps or hitting your pads or you're nicking off, you know, on off stump. You know very, very tidy lines, you know very committed to what they're doing. Their trajectory is absolutely spot on. Um, they you know, they know the, exactly the, what they're doing. The only time that wavered was when Travis Head was punching Ashwin through the covers yes, for fun. 100%. And I'll, I'll go to the second innings and, and credit to India what they did here. They were one – we were one for 80, one for 90. Lava Shane in, um, Travis Head in. Going okay. They slowed the tempo of the game. 
Sharma was talking to every single fieldsman about what was going on. He was talking to the bowler for five minutes between overs. He was talking to, you know, other other people around him for, you know, two and a half minutes between balls. Yeah. They slowed the tempo. And, and, and I talk a lot to our guys about it, you know, just at club cricket. Yeah. When you get dished up in an over, yeah. you're walking to the other end. Because all that batting side wants is to face the next ball. They want that tempo to keep going. India were very, very clever. They knew they were going for runs. All of a sudden, Sharma's just gone, well, okay, I'm going to get Coley to talk to a few bowlers as well. I'll talk to a few fieldsmen. You know, let's just slow the game down it's, it's very to much, our pace. It's very much gamesmanship. Um I really don't know what to say too much about it other than if I don't want to use that as a reason for why we were so poor. Oh, because the oh, thing there's, was, there's no excuse on our behalf, but no. it was it it was a way of India wrestling back momentum, which is Correct. something that they do all like when's the last time a team has gone over to India and just held the momentum for like for a test? No one like they just find ways yeah, to just might, get teams the last time England toured there that first test where they Yeah, where Joe Root got the two hundred. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's the only time I've ever seen India and really dominated. And didn't they get their revenge in the next oh, two well, tests? Well, so exactly. you talk exactly. about two when, when talk about turning square. But but it's it was just that simple tactic of just slowing the tempo of the game yeah. that I really noticed yeah. uh, from India's point of view and full credit to them for doing that because then it you know while Travis Head and you know um, and uh, Manus were really going along pretty nicely, yeah. that slight change in tempo meant that we couldn't get a we couldn't get a wriggle on even more yeah. and that's what we wanted. Yeah. Um, so small credit there, but it. Yeah, it's absolutely no excuse for what happened after that. So, like, so the, the day started off, um, again, Travis Head doing the right thing, playing in his strengths, punched Ravi Ashwin through the covers for another four. I remember sitting there going, yeah, all right. He's in the 40s now, gotten off the mark for the day of the boundary. Travis is looking all right. This is good. This is one of my predictions coming good. I love it when my predictions – and then he got out. I'm like, oh, no. It was, it was, Dor- it was, so- it was Doritos in the lounge time, wasn't it? It was just – was just sitting there, and you were just you were just engaged, and you thought, "Wow, we're we're really crawling back here into this test series." And then he this got is that the moment. Jaffa that he had to play defend at, and it's just bit and spun and grabbed an edge, and you go, "It's really frustrating." But like, what do you do? It happens. You, you, that's a great ball. It's a Bowls, great ball. Bowlers get you out occasionally, mate. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Um, and then that was it. From that point, I think that that Travis Head four was the last time that I was happy for the rest of mm-hmm. the weekend. Like, yeah. it just it just got progressively worse. Yeah. Um, Smiths, I just boggles the mind. Smith doesn't play sweeps. Smith slog sweeps. When he needs to, but he plays, uses his feet, he plays straight, or he works off his hip. He doesn't sweep, and for the life of me, I cannot imagine why he played that. Like he missed that ball by about four days. It's a brain fade. There's no doubt in it. And I think there was a report today that came out that there was a massive dressing room bust up with uh, from Smith um, after he got out. So he he'd obviously knew straight away that that. You know, it's it's that shot is just not in his repertoire at all. Yeah, um, he's chosen the worst deck in the history to sweep on. Um, it 
he knew that that shot not only was bad for himself, but that reverberated through the team. And that's and, what... and, and that dismissal there was, and and I think he understands this. He, he look, I mean, he's he's been around long enough. He he will understand what sort of effect his yeah. own dismissal had on the rest of the team, and and that's. Which is staggering. Which cascaded. It's staggering to me that that is the case, that these guys are so unsure of their own game that if Smith does that and they see that and then they don't immediately go, well, okay, the, the sweep's out. But they've come out and we'll just stick to it. Like I don't – what gets to me is teams, Australian teams of the past would see Ponting, for example, or Clark or, or any of those guys – go out and play that sweep, and he'd walk off. He'd have about 400 replays as he walked off, and he'd come out and he'd go, effing thing didn't bounce. Why'd I play the effing sweep ball? That's just crap. And you'd go, all right, the ball's not bouncing. It's probably not a good deck to sweep on. And they'd put it away. But this Australian team, it's almost just like they had in their heads, the way to succeed in India is to play the sweep. You play the sweep. Hayden played the sweep in 2001. He scored a shitload of runs. So we have to play the sweep. And Hayden Smith, used his feet and hit people down the ground a lot too. That's right. But Hayden also swept on dust bowls, not on things that were roughed up one end or, you know, had grassy bits and had cracks and all that sort of stuff that but, was going on. But Hayden on. wouldn't sweep if the ball wasn't, wasn't there. That's right. Exactly right. I, I, and look, we go back to, um, and I hate to go right back, but you it's the old adage, you fail to prepare, you're preparing to fail. Yeah. And we never had a tour two again at all. We were coming off a BBL season which, you know, was, was quite bouncy, spicy. Well, bouncy wickets yeah. everywhere. I can partially excuse the tour game. I can too. Because the last time they went in 2017, they got a tour game and, they and it was a green up. top. Like an absolute raging green top that they just that they like their tour team didn't I think they picked our spinner, and and they've they've just collectively gone well, we're just going to go over there and play a tour game that they're going to stitch us up for. Why do we go and waste our time? We can control our own preparation here and make it that it's going to turn and do our best to get out the best sort of spinning preparation we can in in conditions we control. Is it the right call? Remains we don't know if India were going to play silly buggers or not, but. I can understand the rationale. The line of thinking is the last time we did this, they took us for a laugh. At least this way, we can control the conditions that we prepare in. Um, so, but yes, ideally speaking, you should be playing a tour game at the very least to be playing in the the heat conditions and, and like over there and like a three day or something. You know, what one innings each, a three day or something, just something. Yeah. The, the other thing that boggles the mind with me is that you've got a support staff over there. Not one of them has played a test in India. They didn't even get one person. Not not even Hayden was asked to come in. Who was the coach of who's, Pakistan? Who's the coach of Pakistan? Who probably understands those conditions more than better than anyone. You've got Mark War over there on commentary as well, who was the best hitter over the top of your head you've ever seen. I don't get, and this is what Langer was very very good at doing. He brought in really good support staff for that Ashes series. Yeah. He had Gilchrist in. He had Ponning in. He had, he Steve, had Steve War in. The, the great Steve War in. He had people that understand, understood the conditions and understood the mentality of the other team. You've got Michael DiVenuto, Andrew McDonald. These guys don't understand what it's like to play on those wickets. Therefore, they can't tell these guys 
how to play on these wickets. Well, I thought it was very troubling when they talked to Michael Devenuto that they said there's no actual batting plan as a team. Their job as coaches is to help individuals um, plan for success um, and, and get the best out of them. Like, that's garbage. This team, this team habitually falls over in subcontinent conditions. At some point, you've got to stand up and take the toys away and say, you guys are playing straight. That's right. Yeah, 100%. Backing your defensive play. None of this. Oh, there's a really famous part from the test documentary, season one, where Lang is in there going, you guys have all got plans. Why you do you guys theories, have theories? You, you know, you know what? stuff your theories. You haven't been around long You're not good enough to have theories yet. And this know? is it. Like, why are these guys that I think what we've got, Smith, who's played in the subcontinent before, who's the only one who's had any success. Warner's had any success. Kawaja's had no success. Um Hanscom and Renshaw have had moderate success, but let's—they're no Damien Martin or Michael Clark or anyone like that. It should be coming in, going right. The way to succeed here is first and foremost back your defence. B use your feet. Yep. C play straight. Yep. Where possible, if you've got the right line, you play straight and you can play through the covers. They have to bowl it wider. When they bowl it wider, you then get to access your sweep shots. Yes, it's but it's just this. I you know. Alex Carey, it's gone beyond a joke now. Like, okay, he came out with a plan to reverse sweep everything, and it's literally everything. And he has been just bowl over fun since then. Since that 30-odd, he has been knocked over for fun. The, the ball that he got out to in the second innings where Jadeja pitched at middle and leg for a ball that is going to be spinning behind Carey, so Carey decides to play a reverse sweep, misses it, and it takes the top of leg stump. That's absurd. That was I could do. I could do that. I've never seen a bowler giggle so hard in international cricket after what he did to Kerry. Like he's giggling. He's going, "What are you doing, mate? What, what are you doing?" Matt Renshaw was faced eight balls and played five sweep shots. None of these guys got in and had the ball spinning past their outside edge, stuck on the crease for. 10, 15, 20 minutes, 30, 20, 30 balls go, I can't go nowhere. They're eventually going to get me out. I'll, I'm going to go to the sweep shot. No one earned the right to, to try things. They just came out and went, all, just... I can, all I can do is sweep. Just... It's like you have so much time in the test. Just hang around. Fight for it. Yeah, I, it, it, yeah, I, look, it's the lack of fight was a disaster. Indian media are now making fun of Australia. Yeah. For not having fight, they're yeah. a team that doesn't fight. They roll over and let teams bulldoze them. That is garbage. Yeah. But it's but when, they have every right to. It's completely accurate. Yeah, it's accurate. But it's garbage yeah. that it's accurate. Yeah. yeah. Now, like, look, it, it, we we go back to this narrative of uh, look. To me, um, we've we've pandered after Justin Lang has gone. We've pandered to these guys, and we've said, okay, guys. We know, we know, you know, the the feelings of the team Kumbaya. were, yeah, it was, you know, now now we're going to back you in and we're going to support you here. They've almost become cricket psychologists rather than, you know, um, the, Look, rather than actually telling them, you know, how to play in certain conditions. That's okay when they're playing here. Go back yourself. Absolutely. You know our wickets. You, you know what they're like. They're going to be bouncy. Back your own game. But when we're in conditions that aren't favourable, for one, and conditions we don't necessarily understand either, we're all at sea because, oh, our main plan is to just back these guys and say, 
hey, play your own game. Well, I've, I don't know how many of the episodes that you followed before jumping on here, so it's probably a story you may or may not have heard before, but name me a highly successful sports dynasty that did not have a hard taskmaster as a coach. Alex Ferguson, yep, you got away with nothing from nothing. Alex Ferguson. Greg Popovich for the Spurs, you got away with nothing from him. You Phil Jackson from uh, the, the, the Bulls, Bulls and the Lakers. Yeah. Uh, Bill Belichick from the from the Patriots. Patriots. They're guys that all cracked whips, and they're all guys that found sustained success. Look at the Border documentary. Border and Simpson started yeah. that. When you look at that team, so that team that Border took over was a joke. Most people would say that's probably the lowest point in Australian cricket in terms of consistent success. I yep. lived and, through it and, and it was. And yep. that, that, the blueprint that Border set up got Australia to being talked about in the same echelon as the 70s and 80s West Indies. Who's a better side? 70s, 80s of West Indies or the late 90s, early 1000s Australia. If you're talked about in that sort of thing, and they, they were playing the, the Border way, Steve Waugh would say it all the time. He did things the, the board away and added his own flair and flavour to it. And, and that was based on the fact of accountability and playing tough. It wasn't just all making sure everyone's feelings were looked after and giving them room to grow. At some point, you, know, it, you, find that you are an adult. That you, that you're, getting, you're developing people and giving them room to grow. Oh. You're a professional athlete. Here's the money. Go do your job. Look, you... you it is right. You need to have a conducive, enjoyable environment to get the best out of yourself. But at some point, you've got to grow up and realise that you know there are expectations that need to be met, demands need to be made, and sometimes getting a, a, a flick on the ears or a kick up the ass is not a bad thing. Right. It's the only way you grow. All of us have gone to work and not felt the best one day, and then all of a sudden got a flick in the ear from the boss saying, hey, what are you doing? Um, I guarantee you go that extra 20%, 30% harder, you know, make sure straight after it. The ear That's again. exactly right. I don't like being flicked on the ears. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I want to put this because I was thinking about this uh, the last couple of days. All right, so since Andrew McDonald took over, we played the first test in Pakistan, which nobody was winning because it was just yeah, the deadest thing ever. Yeah, one. Yep. The second test, you could argue that our poor discipline cost us a game at the end. Correct. Uh, the third test, we got a chip together and we won. Yep. Then we go to Sri Lanka and we win again. And then the second test, again, poor batting discipline cost us the game where we got rolled over in the second innings. And then we played some home series against teams that, let's face it, were not good enough to beat Australia in Australia. No. Like, yeah, Windies were, you know, they, they've got some... Shining lights, but they're they're not they're not good enough to take on. And the South African batting lineup just didn't put enough pressure on for their bowlers to be able to sustain any pressure on us. And, and we've seen heads roll from that series in in terms of the South African setup as well. Yep. So Elgar's gone, and you know, Timber Boom has taken over as a, as the captain. I still stand by my assessment of the guy that I don't think he's a test quality batsman. I really don't. Yeah, I'll look at it, but but. What happens is, is that results count. Yeah, of course. So and so, we've gone to that. So we've got some nice, easy ones where we were talking about. Just hilariously enough, we were talking about in that summer as Australia being one of the best teams. This is one of the best Australian teams ever. And I'm just like Fox no, Sports and not. Fox Sports and Hyperbole. Is there a better matchup ever? Yeah. <laughs> 
And then we get to India, and then again, we're completely found out on a skills basis. So whenever we've actually properly been tested, and I, I don't mean to disrespect the West Indies and South Africa, but I think most of them would say they didn't properly test Australia. When we're put in conditions that properly test us, this team has wilted most games. We've won two games, and then we've let ourselves down three games. Yep. So... He's going. He's not. He's not batting five hundred at the moment. He, the team, and it's not the other. The other team is outplaying us, but it's our own skills that are being that are shortchanging us. It's. It's not an. You wouldn't say that anything that Jadeja and Ashwin did in the first, the first test in the second innings was unplayable. We just got ourselves out, and in the second innings, where we, again we were rolled in a session, so twice in two games under Cummins and McDonald in, in foreign conditions that apparently they've been preparing for all of last year with eyes to this Indian series because they had so many subcontinent games in a row. With all that prep in, all that planning in, two games in a row, the Australian batting lineup has been rolled in a session. And that sort of thing used to be unheard of. And to have mm-hmm. it happen in two games in a row is it's borderline disgraceful, is what it is. Yeah. Uh, look, I think you you absolutely right in what you say. I'm pointing it to the support group, but as a follow-on from that, um, I'm going to ask this question. Uh, I've got my opinions, but Pat Cummins is he? Is he the the kind of captain that we need when the chips are down to stop us rolling over when we are tested by a quality cricket team? See, the thing I think there are times when Pat Cummins can be that, and that would be if we were in conditions that he can use with the ball. If you give him the ball, I reckon he could do Ryan Harris-like things and he could put the team on his back and bowl an amazing spell and really energise the side to do that. These aren't conditions where Pat Cummins can really do that. And we did see with the second new ball that he did inject some life into that Australian team and really started to rough the Indians up a little bit before the ball then inevitably died. So I think he could be. But what I the issue I have is uh, is his dismissal in the second innings. Yeah, I know he's not a batsman. I'm not expecting greatness from him. But what I am expecting from any Australian captain, not just Pat Cummins, any Australian captain, is that when you're losing a stack of wickets and you can see that your team is in trouble, you make them pay for your wicket. So if that means that Cummins goes out there and dead bats everything for an hour and just goes, you guys aren't getting me out and shows the guys it can be done, play with a straight bat, we can get through this. If he gets a ripping one that takes an outside edge or one that just bamboozles him completely, he's bats at eight for a reason. He probably should yeah. bat at nine in all fairness, but yeah. th- that's fine. But when to go out there and just play a lazy mo to a ball that's not going to get bounced and gets bowled first ball when you're six for 80, I think, at that point it was, that is unacceptable. That is cowardly. Yeah. And Australian captains are not cowards. No. And and look, I, I have the exact same feelings as you, but I didn't want to be too critical because our captains have mainly been batsmen. And if you look at, well, over my sort of viewing of the Australian cricket team, we've had border... Steve Waugh, uh, sorry, Mark Taylor, Steve Waugh, 
uh, Ricky Ponning, um, these guys that would get in the trenches when things were tough. Um, Even Clark for his pretty boy. Clark. But, you know, batted with a broken shoulder, shoulder against one of the fiercest fast bowling attacks that going around exactly, at the time. Exactly right. So I went, okay, well, who who's the best comparison that you could make? And I go back to that innings that Tim Payne made in the UAE against Pakistan, where he, he saved a test. Yeah. yeah him, and that, that, him and Kawhi, that was extraordinary what Tim Payne did. On, on, on that wicket, that, you know, he, he was like... We were going to lose that test. We, we were we were in diabolic, diabolical circumstances, and he toughed it out. That's what I want to see from Cummins. Not necessarily the technical nous of a batsman, which Tim Payne does have more of what Cummings has, but he's a he's a more of a likeness to what Cummings is. With I just that. want to see him earn his wicket. Just earn it. Just. Just fight. He had another. He had another knock, which I blast him for. Which was, I think, it was. Because we put him, we put him in above Green. Was that what happened? I think we were in Green on his broken finger. He came out. and He got two bumpers from Barabada, and, 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 went, and went the tonk over midweek and got and just caught. Killed straight yeah. up in the air. Batted for three balls. Two and the, the, all three of them were short balls, and he just went and hooked the third sway out of the way. Because yeah. what it says, oh, this is too hard, boys. Oh, That's I'm exactly yeah, right. I'm, I'm a bowler. Yeah. This is, oh, this you're is not a bowler. This you're is, the Australian cricket captain. captain. That's right. It, this is too hard, boys. I'm out. Now, you can't tell me that every single one of those blokes, even Smith, even Warner, even the old heads, would have been looking at that going, That's oh, well, if, well, well, if he doesn't care, right? yeah. if, it, if like he obviously doesn't care with that shot, well, you know, we're obviously pretty safe here, so we'll, we'll be okay. And it's been interesting that McDonald's been doing most of the media. Yeah, well, yeah, that's that might be because Pat's got some personal issues in heading home, but... But I, I find the comments after the game is, oh well, we need to have a review to see what went wrong. And that annoyed. I know that was just it was Pat? it was media placating oh, is yeah. what it was. But Absolutely. the fact that you the the you think the media is going to buy what stunning lack of self awareness you guys have. If you need to have a little sit down camp by meeting to realise you yeah. all panicked and abandoned your defences yeah. and swept at everything that moved. Yeah. Uh, look, Pat. Pat, in that moment, should have said, "Look, I might be speaking a little bit emotionally here, but um, as far as I'm concerned, that's not good enough for an Australian cricket side. And just, we need, and we, be and, we need to be, and we need to be better. No one in that dressing room is going to sit there and if, go, Pat, you threw us under the bus if, by saying if that.' Pat Cummins says that, then we, we as a fan base, as a you know, as a you know, who who wish the Australian team nothing but success, go. Fair, fair props, cool. fair props. You know that that's fine. Puts a little bit of wind into the boys in the dressing room. The dressing room can't get offended at that because if anyone, as you say, if anyone thinks that that's okay, no. you know, well then they need to have a real hard look at themselves. The only person there hearing that could put their feet up and go, "He's talking about you guys." It'd be Travis, Head Travis Head and, and, and Pete yeah. Hanscom. Those guys yeah. could sit there and go, "Well, Pat's not angry but, at me." But in saying that. <laughs> If I've got forty, if I've got fifty, got to go on. I want to go on, and, yeah. and I need to go on because I'm in India. Yeah. You know that that's, 40s, that's the difference. Forties and fifties don't win games yeah. in India, and you're as a touring and side. you're going to get good ones. You you are like like I point to Manus's dismissal in the second innings. That was like 
that's just a really, really good ball. He got a bottom edge to it. I can believe he hit it. My issue with that is that he's just watched that ball from Jadeja not bounce to knock over Steve Smith. And I get that it's a plan of his. I'm going to get back and across. I'm going to yeah. get, use the crease. But maybe just go, all right, this ball's not bouncing. Maybe I need to predominantly be looking to come forward to Jadeja for a bit to just see off that ball see rather, that than, ball, rather yeah. than just going, getting back's working for me, so I'm just going to keep getting back. It's just, it shows a remarkable lack of adaptability. adaptability that this, yeah. the, the sides come out and watch this carnage and everyone's come out and went, I'm just going to sweep, I'm just going to get back, I'm just going to sweep. And it's just like, guys, what are you yeah. doing? Look, I'd like run. Kuhneman. Kuhneman is apparently a dud batsman and he got out playing a reverse. What is the number <sighs> 11 doing playing a reverse sweep? I, 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 again... Because he's seen he, the the other he, ten he's blokes, seen the do other it. blokes do it and go. Yeah, the batsman that looked the outside oh, of Travis. I'm going to be okay. They sent an Agar home in a couple of days. I'm fine. I'm in this team. The I've only, got another cap. The only batsman looked half decent after Travis Head was Nathan Lyon because he just propped forward and played the forward defence for twenty minutes. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, look, um, full credit to India. They bowled very very well. They, you know, they stuck to their plans. Oh, yeah, you know, absolutely. And, 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 and they, and they just, they just know how to play, um, and they know how to play Australia, and they know how to play those conditions. Um, Australia, go back to that first episode of the test. Justin Langer says, "We can, we can certainly have a crack at the opposition, but we don't get abusive." We need to get that hard nose back. We need to stop laughing and joking with these and giving guys. And giving thumbs up to the when it, they beat it, you it, out. Like it needs to start somewhere, and I think it needs to start with attitude. And if you have an attitude where you're not going to back down, it will leak into the way that you play. 100%. You don't need to be abusive, but you just need to fight. And you need to fight with your attitude. You need to fight with your skills. Is this possibly where the IPL has... Dull the edge of, of some competitive uh, com, in some competitive situations because oh, they all know each other. Oh, you don't want to bite the head of yeah, 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 it shrunk the world as to yeah. it, it shrunk the world of cricket. That, there's no doubt. Um, but you're playing for your country. All right. <laughs> so it's all good, well and good now to whinge and moan. What do we do from here? How do we? If we were McDonald, Cummins and Co, how do we fix this? Obviously, there's been some big news in the week. So just before we started recording, Ashton Agar is on a plane home. So that just infuriates me. How badly could he possibly have been bowling? If this guy was played in the last test in Australia, he's been in the squad for ages, and what he goes over there has no opportunity to show off his wares at all, and then he's flown home. Like, how bad could he be bowling? Hazelwood's ruled out. Warner's ruled out. Cummins has come home with the expectation that he will be back because there's about 13 days between tests. So we'll have Cummins back for mm. for the third test. Um, as far as I've been led to believe, everyone else is expected to be fit. So Stark and, and Green are available? Should be. Okay, well, they come straight back into the team. They both have to play. Yeah, Stark's got to play. So Green's you're going to go with the three quicks then? Yes. Yeah, I think, I think we can get enough out of... It's hard to to do this to Todd Murphy, you know. I mean, but we need. To, I think we need to go back to the free one and with some spare and some spare parts. Oh man, I'm doing everything I can to keep Todd. What of that? So we go Stark, 
Cummins, Lyon, Murphy would be the bowling attack I would be going. That, that's one hundred percent the one that I would go with. And then you're uh, using Cam using Green. Greeny Greeny sparingly. He, he, um, look, having him back in the team just gives us so many more options, doesn't it? Head goes yeah. to the top of the well, order. Can, with him back in the team, you can play that. You can play the free spinners because yeah. you just go Cummins, uh, Cummins and Green. Well, Green comes in for Renshaw. This yeah. Renshaw's got to go. Yeah. Renshaw has yeah. been crucified. I'm really annoyed about what's happened with him, regardless of what he did in, in that thing, okay? What are we doing to this guy? Yeah, in What out, are we doing out, to these guys? Middle order. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just... No, we want, you to, we want you to take over from Davey Warner at the top of the order. By the way, go and bat at six in India. Because we don't know what our best eleven is. Yeah, you know, conditions the like that. That's, don't have. We, a we, we, we don't know. No, that, that's I, that's what. I just feel in. like we, we're crucifying. Yeah. yeah. Okay. For mine, for mine, moving forward, uh, regardless of what the conditions are, oh, Travis stays at the top of the order. Kawaja, Head, Lavishane, Smith, Hanscom, Green, Carey, um, Stark, Cummins, Lyon, Murphy. Yeah. Okay. If it's a if it's a dust bowl that just you, you play that. Play that lineup, back our own streets, and Cummins and Stark with the new ball. You know, Green coming in as the, the spare quick, and then the yeah. two offies. You, you back your quicks. So you know, like we we talk about it all the time. Two thousand and four, we won off the back of Kasparovic, yeah. Gillespie, McGrath. Yeah, uh, no more stuffing around. It's just this is what we do. We're Australians. Pick, we bowl fast. Pick your best eleven, and stick with it. Yeah, and, and it has, and that team has to go into the fourth test as well. Regardless of the result, well, we need to be really, really careful because if we cop another duster, we might just miss the world cha- championship final as well. Yeah, well, so if we don't win at all, we're then with back England on, doing what they're doing over uh, in England. The only thing that uh, that I think will work is if Sri Lanka beats New Zealand two nil. That's the that's the that's, one. Is that's it? the iteration that'll get us. If we lose four nil. Um, and that happens, and that we're, happens out. we're out and Sri Lanka's in. England can't make it. They've lost way too much. They're going to be scary for the next World Test Championship. But yeah. um, Basball, um, well, the the Ashes series is going to be good, isn't it? Yeah. Um, well, I, I have my doubts about Basball and its effectiveness. And it'll be interesting to see what sort of wickets they prepare over there too mm. because we're going to take some pace by like fire, man. And good luck, I think, good it, luck is, I think it would be brave to say that it won't work. I mean, it, it is a different animal, but New Zealand did have a very good attack and they picked them apart. Like yeah. they had an attack that suited those conditions and they picked them. We're a different animal too, but like it's not like they've had joke bowling attacks on joke wickets that they've no. they've pillaged. Like... They've oh, taken no, a pass they're, they're, bowlers. A, they're a very, very good team. They're a fearsome batting lineup. Yeah. They well, really are. Like it. But if we take that same attitude that we've taken India to England and say everything's all right, boys, we back you, mm. you know, you know, to try and improve your game and your skills and all this sort of stuff. There has to be you room know, for I, people just, to fail, but there also needs to be you've standards got to be scared, in play. But you've got to be scared as well. Yeah. You've got to be scared to fail. Like I... Yeah, through, through your whole David lives. Warner yeah. scared to fail. It's a, it's a, it's a. He is a well, I, I think he's, I think he's too. I think he's gone the other way. I think he's too scared to fail, and that's why he's not producing what he, what he. Maybe his eye has gone as well because yeah. he's definitely half a yard behind behind that ball. Yeah. I've got real concerns as to whether or not he plays another test for Australia. I don't think he should. Um, I haven't. I didn't think he should have went on this know, tour. Well. Uh, it it just it says a lot when Dave Warner comes out and goes, "Oh, I'm going to England." Yeah. Are you just? 
Like, but that's obviously what he's been told. Yeah, well, 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 yeah, but I mean, this we've had this discussion on on the podcast previously. What gives David Warner the right to assume anything? You can come out and say, "Oh, look, I'm intending to play on until blah blah blah." But his attitude's in. Oh no, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to India and I'll yeah. go to England. No, you, you, no you, we need to pick you to go to India and then go to England. That's exactly right. It, it, this is this this in end culture. That is the Australian cricket team at the at the moment is that it's very insular, very harder to get out of. Uh, harder to, well, but it's it has always been that way, but it's been that way for the right reasons because everyone's performed. Yeah, like you you had guys who years ago were scoring ten thousand runs in in first class cricket before they even got looked at at test level. Mike Hussey. But like I could name a Chris whole, Rogers. You could name a whole second eleven yeah. that would have boarded up Australia um, at the time. But this just seems to be oh well, we've got everyone who likes each other, so we're just going to go with them. Well, that's wonderful. Uh, just, Why don't you just all go out to dinner together and we'll get some it, guys it, in who want to play some hard cricket? Yeah, I, I just it, I I am scared. I'm very scared of the next. The next six to twelve months under this um, under this regime, it's it's I I'm an old school person, so this probably doesn't speak to a lot of the the young people probably listening. But you you've got to be scared for the right reasons. Yeah, to a succeed. healthy level of scare, help being scared, especially in a, when you're looking to achieve, helps push you to achieve. If you know that you can stuff up consistently with no consequences, then there's no drive to actually yep. try and succeed. Yeah, you might have the best intentions there, trying to get better. Yeah. But if you're trying to get better, trying to get better, trying to get better, and there are no consequences for you not getting better, then how hard are you really pushing yourself? But if you know that, all right, I've got these guys snapping on my heels to get in here, I need to get some runs, and then when it doesn't happen, like how many times do you hear about all the guys that got dropped, coming back better, pl- Smith got dropped, Ponting got dropped, Clark... Bradman got dropped. Yep. Like, yep. These are all guys that have felt the, the sting of that and then that hasn't broken them. They haven't withered away. Made them better. Look, Hayden and Langer. Look, I, I still remember in Steve Waugh's book having a really big conversation with Matthew Hayden after a Shield game saying, you're going good, mate, but you need to keep going. And Hayden, that, that drove him. That drove him to keep keep going, and he eventually got back in. Yep, and yep. one of the we named him as one of the best openers Australia's ever had in our all time team. Absolutely, so is. there yeah. there is times where not putting the nice guy gloves on is actually the good thing for yep. an athlete, and, and it just worries me that that Cummins doesn't have that hard edge. He's he's there for the boys at the moment, and I'm uh, I don't deny his cricketing abilities. He's quite clearly the best fast bowler we've we've got and and probably had for a little while since probably pigeon um but you're australian cricket captain now you you, what, you need to what concerns me a lot about this and we're, we're delving way out of the border gavaskar trophy here but the whole attitude that when they ousted langer is that we've now achieved a level of success where now we don't need justin langer to to we don't need that type of coaching we're a good enough team now that you can you coddle us and wrap us in cotton wool and whatever we've achieved this level of success what success was he talking about 
They bottled aboard a Gavaskar Trophy, a full-strength team playing a, a not-full-strength Indian team, and they lost that. They only drew the Ashes in England when we were ahead for the series. At no point were we trailing no. in that series. So we, and so the, the two biggest tours that we had, we didn't come away with a win. And then we go and win a World Cup, thanks largely to Langer. We win a home Ashes series under Langer's, you know, watchful eye. And now they're like, yes, we've, well, we won a, World, a T20 World Cup and we won an Ashes series. We're good. We've yeah. fixed it. Yeah. You've, you've built us, Langer. You're done. We now can have this new soft, fluffy, you know, stroke the fluffy wall approach mm-hmm. to it all. Like, and it's just you guys haven't had – you've had one summer, one great summer. And to be fair, the winter leading up to that summer was awful. You yeah. guys were a joke in the one days in the West yeah. Indies. The old Winston Churchill adage, you know, great for wartime, but this is peacetime now. Yeah. You know, I, I think this is what they've gone with. Yeah. They, they've gone, okay, Langer was the guy we needed to get us out of that, you know, and horrible, I don't, I horrible... I don't think they ever got out of that. They, they, I, I they, think you're right. They mincemeated an England I think they thought they did. An England side that was... Well, that England side had a, a plethora of injuries in it as well. They had an underdone yeah. Ben Stokes. The, the the guns that they wanted to bring over in Ollie Stone and Joffre Archer and people like that were all injured. So they brought over the same old, tired, never really done a thing in Australia attack that we're used to. And, like, Hamid and a bunch of guys, Zach Crawley that were, you know, that weren't battle-hardened yet... And we rolled them all over on some of the greenest wickets that I've ever seen in Australia. And we've gone, yeah, we're all better now. We've fixed that problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're good to go. We're, we're, yeah. we're now the best in the world. And it's like, do that for two or three summers in a row before going, we've now achieved this level of you know, heightened maturity where we're amazing cricketers and we can now figure things out on our own. Like, you, like honestly, anyone who saw that England squad, when they announced that squad and went, yeah, that side's going to go all right, don't know a thing about cricket. That team, that team had lost the Ashes before they got on the plane. Yeah, we were laughing at that squad because we knew when the guys who were out injured, what they were going to do and the game plan they were going to come out with. If we can sit in a studio in a, in a little regional town in somewhere in New South Wales and we know what's going to happen when you pick those guys and you bring them out here, so I mean that was yeah, that was right. the that was the biggest test oh, that they faced, and they 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 won that, and they yeah. should have won it well, and they did, and they went, we're all good now, we're all better, yeah. we're we're at this level where we can self govern, and it's just like what makes you think that you in any way have earned that right? Do, do they do they understand that our greatest ever test team, who won sixteen tests in a row, never won in India? Yeah. They never won in India, and it was actually that that Indian series that stopped that run. Yeah, look. You you need to, and, you know, remember the Titans, you know. You demanded perfection of us and we're going to give you perfection. Yeah. You know, that that should be the attitude of, of, our, of, of our Australian test. But testament. I don't think we have a, a hierarchy in place that demand anything. Well, no, not when you talk, they're talking about we don't have a... a, a a batting plan as a team. It's just that we have a we go and identify how individuals want to go away, what they want to do to succeed, yeah. and we help them. It's like what that can't be how elite level cricket teams do things, where they just have this. Well, Travis Head wants to tackle Indian conditions this way, and Alex Carey wants to tackle them this way, and David Warner wants to tackle them this way. That can't be how it's done. This is the problem. When you've got two guys who average over sixty in Test match cricket, 
and you've got a support staff who have <laughs> got nowhere near that credibility, and they're basically saying, oh, well, I can't, we, we can't really tell Steve, you know, Marnus and Steve Smith what to do. Steve Smith scored so 300s called, in the last tour, and Alec, you know, McDonald's going, oh, I don't know how to help you. <laughs> you got 300s in the last tour, just do that again. But, but again, that's where Langer was smart and got, and got Ponning in, yeah. and got Gilchrist in, and got the and Steve Waugh in, and went. I, I know okay. it's a bit un-Australian, but how do you feel for future? Because this, let's write this off. We're not. We might be able to say average a win if we're lucky, but this is not going to be the time that we we claw back the trophy. How do you guys feel about approaching people like Kumar Sangakkara or Mahila Jai Wardner, and people that have actually gone and played in subcontinent conditions for most of their careers and have done well in India at points and get them on. Well, we've already got Dan Vittori on as a consultant at times and we brought over, um, was it Saklane Mushtak we had over for a little bit as well? He yeah. was a, a, a spin bowling consultant for a while. Sometimes we might, you know, for a team that hasn't succeeded in India for the better part of two decades or more, maybe we need to look beyond our shores now to help this this current team when we get over that remember, hump. Remember the debacles that we've had bringing in foreign coaches previously. No, no, not as not as a full time coach. I'm talking like the way we brought in Steve War specifically for the 2019 as a, as a mentoring as a, in a mentoring thing to help work the team. So not you don't get Mahela Jai yeah. Wardner to run Australian cricket because yeah. we are an arrogant bunch and we do things the Australian yeah. way. We saw it with Mickey Arthur; it just didn't work. You wanted to, he wanted to reinvent the wheel, and we're like, no, that's not how Australian cricket does yeah. things, and it didn't work out. But Surely he's got enough credits in the bank that if you brought a guy like Sangakara or Jai Wardner or someone like that out to offer, this is how we succeeded when we went over to India. These guys can't be that arrogant. They're going to take mm. not going to take pointers off a, a, a batting consultant or a bowling consultant. Yeah, but maybe. But I just think we're at the point now where a complete change in attitude is needed. Oh, for sure. Um, we, we've we've gone away from the hard nosed. Test cricket team that we that we once built and we once were, um, even through those really rough years that we had mm. in those um, you know early twenty teens and 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 that period where we were we lost you know five or six one in one hundred year cricketers right and we were we were rebuilding from from pretty much scratch yeah from two thousand and seven to about two thousand and. Thirteen, we were pretty rubbish. We were pretty rubbish, but but we had a hard nose about us. Yeah, we still had that infiltration of, you know, well, we're not the best, but we're going to fight. We're going to we're going to really dig in here. We seem to have lost that, and we seem to have lost our identity as a cricket team. And well, I think we we'll fight even when the game's not going our way in conditions that we're good at. Like we we fought in England under under Langer. And it wasn't necessarily the, the absolutely foreign, but we're sort of used to those conditions. Like we're a team that, when it's comfortable, ish, we'll fight. Like it's not just like when we're winning, we'll fight. But we've got our back against the wall. Yep. We will fight in conditions that we can control. We just seem to have no inclination to be able to recognise how to fight when conditions are so foreign, when it's not something that we're used to, and it's just. It can, it's just as simple as back your defence. Like we've seen, there's so many highlights on YouTube. Go and watch how guys have done it before, and just replicate that. There's, it's it's an attitude thing. You, everyone says it. You start with India. You back your defence. You play as straight as you can. Yep. You use your feet. And Adam Gilchrist said it the best as well. 
the most important thing in your life at that point in time when you're facing up is that next ball. Nothing else matters. I think we've got we're thinking about balls, you know, down yeah. the track. We're thinking about the we're, strategy. We're thinking about the strategy down the track and what and what we're trying to implement down the track. Your focus is that next ball, is getting down the track, it's moving your feet, it's playing straight to that next ball. That's it. Yeah. That that is that is all you need to worry about at that moment. And I don't think that we're doing that uh, as well as what we could be at the moment. Um, so bef- final notes before we log off. So moving forward for the next test, I like the attitude that we're trying to take the game away from India. We're trying to give them a bloody nose. We're trying to be aggressive. There's got to be a better way of doing it. So, And obviously we've got to be looking at going, as the, the longer the game goes on, the less fruitful the sweep shot's going to be, especially considering it is so high risk and India set fields for it now. So you're getting it one from a pretty high risk shot. But I, that, that attitude's got to stay the same. Travis Head go out and do Travis Head things. Kawaja go out and back himself. It, Smith needs to stand up. Like he owes the team from from that from that dismissal in the second inning. I, th- I think you'll see a pretty big score in this third test from uh, S. Smith. Um, look, I think I spoke about it when we were when I was last here. India have some of the smallest grounds in the world. You only need to half hit it over the bowler's head, and it's four or six. Now, that's playing straight in the V. Yeah. You know, that's that's all these guys need to do. Forget about square of the wicket, put it away. Put it absolutely away unless it's really short and really wide. But all your focus is is to go through the V and attack that way. There's a microcosm of a blueprint that Travis had put out because he had like he had Sharma and he had um Ashwin worried when he was Backing himself, getting his weight transfer good, and playing. Yep. Yeah, there were risky shots when it's spinning away from him. But he was playing with the spin, punching through the covers, and then all of a sudden, Ashwin wasn't attacking the stumps quite so much. He was getting wider and wider, and and he was moving wider and wider at the crease too when he delivered the ball. So if you do yeah. that, if you play straight, you put the pressure on there, and they're not getting they're attacking the stumps relentlessly. LBW's in play all the time, Bowls in play all the time, nicking offs in play. If you play straight, back your defence and show that that's not working, put some pressure on, they throw it wide, and then it will open up to play those reverse sweeps and those sweep shots when they're trying to play wide of the wicket. It's a very similar tactic in England when you know that the, there's a swinging ball, so you know exactly where your off stump is. So you're leaving everything. You know, anything that's mildly close to that off stump you're leaving. All of a sudden, bowler gets straight. Boom! You're able to whip them off the, off the pads, or yeah. you know, play through mid wicket or square leg. I was you know, honestly it's, it's a really wait- simple tactic. I was honestly waiting for the just for someone like Carey or Kawaj, because I said it before. All these old guys criticising us for the sweep shot. What they don't realise is the sweep shot and the reverse sweep are just the same as the cover drive or the the off drive. No, they are and they a no, they're not. But what the implication is that we train for those like they would train for for a cover drive. And my response to that is when the ball is, you know, spinning out of the rough or swinging sideways, people will put the cover drive away because it's not the right time to play the cover drive. If it's, you know, tennis court in England, overcast, the jukes moving all, all everywhere, teams, you know, batsmen won't go and just play the cover drive. So it's fine. If you want to say, yes, it's we, tr- we play with it like it's a cover drive, or it's a you know a square cut or anything like that. That's fine, but it's it's not really because it's so preemptive. You're you're preempting the ball to do it. Um, 
you can't really get and away that, with. And that's the big difference is you, you're deciding before that ball lets the ball go, I'm going to reverse sweep you, but somewhere near where I want it. So you've got a picture yeah. in your mind of, you know, it's somewhere near there. If it's somewhere in that area, I'm going to try and reverse sweep it or I'm going to try and sweep it. And if what it's, if it's missed that area by an inch? And if the attitude is that we're going to play this because we back ourselves to play it, you also need to back yourselves when it's not time to play it because day three of the second test was, was not, not time, time to, to play, play this week, shot. <laughs> yeah, look. There's very few times in India is the right time to play the sweep shot, sure. and we need to go back to, and like everybody goes, oh, well, Hayden did this and Hayden did that. Hayden, Hayden in India is almost like our Andrew Flintoff because we just went, oh, Flintoff murdered us, so we need an all rounder. So then for the next decade, we just threw anyone that could bat and roll the arm over, got to play at six <laughs> relentlessly. Like McDonald got a test out of that. Like just, Two tests. Um, we gave, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Hilton Cartwright a go because we had to have an all rounder. An and yeah. now Hayden, because he got the sweep shot working in India for one yeah. tour week. Now we have to go over to India and sweep because Hado did it and that's how it works. No, but Hados did it in a way that he made the bowlers bowling balls. He's also like 40 feet tall. He was halfway down the wicket when he played a sweep. And he used to just stick that big front leg straight down the wicket, get himself outside the line, and Harbajan couldn't get him out. The but, big thing too as well is that DRS makes the sweep shot inherently more dangerous because if you got far enough forward, the umpire just wouldn't give you out. He's, yeah. What are you talking about? Harbajan, be quiet. He's two-thirds of the way down the wicket. I can't give him out. Now with DRS, that doesn't really factor into it, and it's just line, you know, even the ball's hitting the stump, so you, yeah. you can be given out LBW, so it's inherently less yeah. secure to play, which yeah. is why... Oh, look, and I guarantee you Hayden would never have predetermined a sweep shot, but a sweep shot either. No. You know, he would have he would have done it, you know, completely on the line and length that he had at that time. Yeah. You know, there's, there's way too much of that, you know. I think they're predetermining the ball before it actually gets to them, and that's what's getting them into trouble. And, and, and Alex, and Alex, and knows Alex Carey was a prime example of that second innings. Like, I mean, when, when you've got a guy who's just giggling at you for playing you, for playing that well, they're, shot. they're bowling the ball. They're both doing it. Ashwin's bowling the ball behind Carey. Behind Carey, And then right. spinning it back into, like, middle leg. Yes. And then that's the same thing that, um, that Jadeja did, just basically bowl it behind him and then, like, getting him out behind his legs trying to play the sweat. And, they'd, like, they've, he got 30 on the first dig. They went, oh, okay. And that's how Ashwin got him out in that dig anyway. I mean, I've been reverse sweep by this guy, like, half a dozen times. And he went and bowled a, like, middle leg mm-hmm. ball, which... Kerry tried to reverse sweep. It was too far behind him. He got bowled. Yeah. And Kerry can play straight. Yeah. That's the big thing. Look, Alex Kerry is no enough when it comes to you know hitting, hitting hitting straight and through the V. He's a he's a very very good. And that's batsman. what I mean. And this is what I know. I think about the whole Cummins McDonald leadership thing. Like this is a guy that has the skills to do that. Smith is a guy that doesn't play sweeps. It's a fundamental falling away from their own predetermined skill sets. Like they're not a team that is well drilled if their technique falls apart like that all the time. So, yeah, it's this is this is going to be legacy stuff for McDonald and Cummins. At the moment, it is a massive stain on there because not only is it they're losing, but the way that they're losing shows that the, the soft touch may not be the right go because this is a team whose discipline is letting them down. Just as much as the opposition is playing incredible cricket, we're playing just 
as poorly. Yeah. So it's not like two teams at the peak of their powers, one of them's just really good and beating the other one. This is a team that's playing excellently versus a team that is playing garbage. Yeah, and, and you've only got to look at the names that India have not picked for these two test matches. Um, it's scary. It's scary what they could possibly do to us, no, even with a second team. No Boomer, no Pant, no Shubman Gill, Gil. no Shurmakova, Yadav. Um, he did get a game, yeah. but that was an interesting selection, I thought, actually, in the first game. Yeah. And he came out and tried to play like as a T20 game, too. Yeah. So, but, yeah, their depth is just ridiculous. I mean, guys like Ajinka Rahani and stuff, they don't even in the, in the frame anymore. Oh, I think they've moved on from Rahani. Oh, yeah. oh, absolutely. But they're back to 10. Yeah. Look, you've got, you've got to be basically bowling absolutely at the top of your game, you know, for nine wickets. That, that's extraordinary. Like, I, I just, I don't think I've seen a test team as well-credentialed batting-wise oh, as like what, probably, I've, what I remember, I've seen these I remember guys. a South African team where you had Sean Pollock coming in at nine, and that wasn't, that was a pretty good, yeah. pretty good batting I mean, line-up. Yeah, well, Klusner would have batted, yeah, you know, cool, sort of yeah. seven, seven yeah. or seven. They had Boucher well, seven and guys like Klusner coming in at yeah, eight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's rude. That's rude. Yeah, that's that, that was That was rude. But, yeah. but again, look, you know, you've... You've got um, you've got Patel and um, you know uh, Ashwin and you know, these guys who can genuinely bat like they they can they can um, really hold an end up but also uh, you know put the really bad ball away you know it's well, when you've got number eight and number nine clocking up hundreds of balls you know Axar batted for a hundred and sixty balls or something oh, look, that like partnership that. cost us well. It costs us the game. If we get those guys out for, you know, single figures, we go with a 100-odd run lead. It doesn't matter if we fall over like that. That's We're pushing 200 there. But the games play differently. They don't relentlessly attack that much when they've mm. got 100. You know, when they're 100 in the hole, right. they've got to try and defend as, as well. As well. So, And there were missed chances too. I don't think we've probably touched on that enough from an Australian fielding point of view. We had chances. Um, to keep them right down in terms of their scores, you know, that, especially Patel. Um, we we missed some, and, and like we did in the first test, you know, our, our catching was poor, diabolical. Um, so, you know, we, we've we've got. We've got all areas to focus on this next. Um, what, what is a, it? What is it? A lot of room for ten, ten, ten days. Ten days. Yeah. So yeah, it's going to be some soul searching in those ten days, and I hope some hard work going in. So uh, that'll probably do us. I think we've ranted long enough. I'm sure we're we're probably going to be going back and just talking about the same things we've talked about. It, yeah, we're three very unhappy blokes on Sunday mm. afternoon. I can tell you what. Oh, so uh, yeah, I'd, I'd settled in. You know. Uh, was pretty dusty after the night before, and then thought, "What a great afternoon to just I was be." Cheering. Cheering. I had my yeah. best day as a captain the day before for, and then yeah, uh, you went good. I was like, "Cricket's great. I love cricket <laughs> I love at the moment. Cricket. This is awesome." Cricket's and then, a great game. and then it's uh, yeah, brought me back down to earth. I mean, it, yeah, yeah. Don't let don't don't let that ruin you it, from uh, going on this weekend, mate. It giveth and it taketh away just as quickly. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you very much for putting up with our rants. Um, I'm sure you've you've got the message. We weren't happy. Um, full credit to India; they're going to be very difficult to peg back. But the Aussies need to dig deep and find something in the next two weeks. Hopefully, everything's okay with the Cummins family. Um, you know, we we gave him a fair serve, but um, you know, family is bigger than everything. So. 
obviously for Cummins to be the Australian captain and fly home mid-series means that it's um it's it's not great whatever's going on. So hopefully the whatever it is 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 not too dire and it gets through with um you know some good news and we get back and we get Pat in you know refreshed ready to go and um, bowl like we know that he can and get us back into the series. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just fight, boys. That's just fight. Yeah, it's been such a it's been such an anti climax for us because we come into this with so much hope. We knew that we had a good team. We'd picked a pretty good squad, and they just haven't done the business. And that's yeah, the, the bottom line. The batting lineup is what is what's hurt us. So, yeah, you know, like I said, you lose. 19 wickets inside of a session. We lost the Border Gavaskar Trophy in less than six days, yeah. based largely on the fact that we can't bat. So, there's yeah. the, so we've got we've got to fix it up. We've got to the batsmen have got to be accountable, and just yeah, well, they've just got to be better. It's yeah. as simple as that. So it's yeah. going to be a big test at indoor, uh, which I believe is a very spin friendly track as well. So um, all to look forward to. Hopefully we get it right, but uh, yeah, until then we're just going to have to keep our fingers crossed and. Take the take the shots in the, from the media that we're getting for being a poor cricket team at the moment. So, but we'll be back. Well, I'm not sure what we'll do next week because I think we won't have any Australian cricket to talk about. So we'll we'll, we'll find something. There's always some cricket to talk about. That's a well, great thing about we our will, sport. We will very much touch on the T20 Women's World Cup. But that'll probably be done by the time the next World Cup's uh, around. Really? So. Um, I, I was we were going to have a little bit of a segment on this today, but I think we needed to get all of this ranting off oh, our the, chest. Yes. The, and the women deserve more than just a they, cursory conversation they, after they, we... Uh, they are an absolutely magnificent sporting team, yeah. not a cricket team, a sporting team, and will go down in our history as one of the great sporting teams oh. of our of our. Well, history. currently they are our greatest sporting team that we've got yeah. at this very moment oh, yeah. and, and deserve all the plaudits that they get and... Um, look, good luck uh, at midnight tonight when they take on India. So yeah, maybe I, they I, can show the boys out. I, I, <laughs> I just have a feeling the Indian girls are about to have a very bad night. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you very much. We'll join you next week with some uh, Cricket World Cup news. And until then, uh, thank you, Craig, for coming back on. No, thank you both, Aaron's. It's been a pleasure once again. And yeah, oh, I just love talking cricket. <laughs> yeah, until that's next what week, it's guys. All about, mate. Until next week, guys. Bye for now. Over. Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.